Welcome to the Center for Grassland Studies podcast series. I'm your host, Margo McKendry, Program Coordinator for the Center. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Mr. Greg Eibach, USDA Undersecretary-in-Residence in the Office of the Vice President and Vice Chancellor in the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Our topic is Conservation Practices and Programs. Welcome, Mr. Ibai. I appreciate you taking time to be with me today. My pleasure. Now, conservation programs have been offering incentives to farmers and ranchers as a primary approach used by USDA through the Natural Resources Conservation Service to drive conservation practices on private lands. A purpose of the programs is to enhance carbon sequestration, improve water quality, employ responsible nutrient management, slow erosion, and things along that line. What is the status of these conservation programs in the United States? Well, Margo, you're exactly right. Traditionally, they've been focused on practices that improve water quality, enhance wildlife habitats, slow erosion, manage nutrients, and other practices on working lands that benefit conservation. But what we're seeing is a shift in priority or an emphasis on practices and activities for farmers and ranchers to do that would mitigate the impact or the perceived impact of climate change on our farms and ranches. What are the shortcomings of the programs? And if you could touch on practices-driven conservation and outcome conservation programs specifically. Well, Margo, as you know, any producer that has uh, partic- is going to be participating in the conference or and has participated in, in NRCS programs also know that most of these programs are you do a practice or an activity and then USDA has a reward for you or a payment for you. And that uh, many of those also don't necessarily take into account what a first adopter might have already done on his farm. So if you are already rotational grazing, you don't qualify for an incentive payment for rotational grazing. You need to do something to enhance what you already do. And so for many farmers and ranchers, these uh, practices uh, may get more expensive than the reward associated with them over time. And so what uh, we are proposing and are discussing here at the University of Nebraska is how could we shift to measuring outcomes? What do we want for a conservation benefit or a uh, climate change benefit to happen on farms and ranches? And how could we design a way to measure different activities that farmers do, both old and new, and then reward them for progress they're making towards an overall outcome for that farmer ranch. And so that kind of leads into my next question. So what are the principal strategies and approaches being considered by the USDA in modifying the conservation programs and what might their strengths be? So that's really a great question because we've heard lots of discussion about carbon sequestration, even discussion about carbon banking, but Congress's uh, 
statutes that they have passed so far don't really allow USDA to go into the banking business with carbon. They're uh, more having them set up programs or certified programs that actually uh, for their carbon banking. And most producers are having questions right now, and this is things that we would like to explore at UNL about, you know, how do I even know what my carbon sequestration currently is on my farm and how much carbon do I sequester if I change a management practice or how much carbon might I release if I do that and what should I be paid for that carbon? And so research is needed to be able to answer those questions. What is needed for the USDA and RCS to move from practices-driven conservation programs to outcome-driven conservation programs? Well, as I've mentioned before, we need research. And what we're seeing is also a need to uh, catalog the research that's already been done. Because in many cases, there have been different people in different uh, focus areas here at the university, whether they be in animal science or agronomy or the School of Natural Resources, that have already done some preliminary research and have some uh, findings from that research but to be able to catalog that research and look at it and connect the dots between those different research projects is something that uh, the university is actively engaged with now to be able to provide some advice and assistance to farmers and ranchers as they're making decisions. And that kind of led to my question about what could universities do to get involved in the transformation? And you've mentioned the research and cataloging, but is there anything else that you feel that universities like UNL could be doing? I believe land-grant universities have a huge opportunity to work locally with and consider the climatic and soil types that exist in their localized or their states and develop programs with producers that can address the goals that USDA and others might have as we move into conservation and climate-related policies and an outcome-driven philosophy to whole farm and ranch management for those, uh, those goals. And how confident are you that a new approach or model will be effectively developed and implemented? I, this is where I think it's very important for producers to get involved with the conversation, for them to get their general farm organizations and their commodity organizations involved in the discussion and join with us here at the university to design something that we can suggest to, you, to USDA as a model for the nation for how we might accomplish shared goals, recognize past performance, as well as provide opportunities for new innovation and have it be economically viable for the producer to be able to implement those programs and practices. Good. Thank you very much. Now, before we get ready to close out, is there anything else you'd like to add about this topic at this time? I'm just looking forward to uh, being able to discuss and uh, have interaction with the attendees and participants to be able to help us focus here at the university as we work on a path forward. Again, thank you so much for joining me today, Mr. Iba. I do appreciate it. I would like to mention that Greg will be making a September 13 presentation as part of the Center's Fall Seminar Series. 
The presentation is entitled Carbon Sequestration, Government Policy versus Reality. Is there common ground? To learn more about the Fall Seminar Series or how you may participate, go to grassland.unl.edu. Thank you for listening.